0: Fuel is the official podcast of the 434th Air Refueling Wing. Join us for airman connections, leadership insights, mentorship, and happenings mixed with some fun and humor. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any person or business is ever intended.
1: to The March 22 edition of uh Fuel Podcast. I'm your host, Chief Nathan the Parks. I'm the command chief here, and as always, with me is Tech Sergeant Josh, the Dream Weaver. Josh, man, it seems like uh, we haven't seen each other for a couple weeks. That's... Well,
0: that's because you keep leaving, yeah. So, I, I imagine wide. you're going places with warmer weather,
1: yeah. So, California and Texas, mm-hmm. uh, yep. so. Yeah. So, so went out there, did a couple TDYs, went one with uh, Colonel Pemberton and then went out to, to do the fourth air force awards board out in uh, San Antonio was a lot of, a lot of fun getting to see, you know, some of our peers and, and stuff like that. And then just such an honor to be able to represent Grissom and the airmen of Grissom on what we've done and to, to sing their praises, man, that's. That's, that's a good part of this job, right, is getting to recognize people when they're doing hard work. I saw the, the stuff that you guys publish, uh, great stuff on uh, our airmen, NCO and Senior NCO. Great, great pictures there, great articles. Like, uh, we just got no shortage of great people doing great things. So today we get to talk with uh, Tech Sergeant Jordy Saunders, who he's our uh, resident uh, development and training flight coordinator and so he takes our, our airmen that are uh, kind of in pre-airman stage, so a civilian stage, and uh, he takes them and gets them trained up, get them ready for basic training and then ships them off. And And hopefully we get even more of a polished product back. And, and we do. I, I I got to go visit a basic training graduation uh, last week and, and saw three of our airmen from Grissom uh, graduate. And, and I will tell you, it just uh, listen to them, cite the airman's creed, do you have the oath and, and just all of those pieces and seeing the difference in them in, in seven weeks is pretty amazing. So if you haven't got to do that, uh, talk about that with your leadership team. If you haven't been down there in a, in a few years, talk about that. Maybe that's a great place for you to, to spend some, some tour annual tour or, or something like that to, to kind of, uh, you know, reignite that where you once were. And, and also to look at the product that they're putting out. It's a phenomenal product what we do with it you know if we're we're not happy with the ncos that we have it's it's the product that we've created because they're producing a, a great product down there um and so we'll we'll talk about that with jordy we're going to talk about some uh first generation airmen, like first generation to the united states and why they serve jordy's one of them himself and and why he serves we'll talk about you know when what our plans are versus what we actually do and, and those seem to change a lot we we hear that a lot through through the different uh different pieces or different interviews that that we've got to do. Uh, but I wanna take a minute and say this UTA is super jam-packed, uh, lots of action going on. Uh, we should have a lot of opportunities for you. And I would encourage you to go out to some of these. We have a, a change of command, This uh, a group change of command, uh, this UTA. Uh, a great opportunity to get out and support another group outside of yours or support the group that you're in. We have a, tre- a chief promotion uh, Chief Estes is promoting an, an an amazing individual herself, and just I uh, was always, always love to see when just amazing people that just happen to be airmen, and and she's she's earned that promotion. We have the the Wing Commander's Call, which uh, you know as always we'll provide you some training and give you some guidance and stuff, and then we also have a CCAF graduation. So, uh, man, get out, support those events, support those those peers and everything. Uh, but I also want you to take a look this UTA at. Uh, all the, the current events that are going on. And there's a lot of them in a lot of different areas. And so take a look at all of those. And, and as we discuss this with Jordi today, I uh, also want you to look at is, is, why are you here? Like, what's your role here? And so this UTA, I would I really don't leave this UTA without fully realizing what is my role in all of this that's going on around me? And how do I get ready for the opportunities that are about to present themselves in front of me? How am I ready for whatever may come? So, without any more, uh, more, any more talk, or I guess a lot more talk, uh, we're going to get right into the interview with uh, Tech Sergeant Jordy Saunders. Welcome to the uh, the March edition of the the Fuel Podcast. This is kind of the BBC edition, as we just talked about. So we want to welcome uh, Tech Sergeant Jordy Saunders. So
2: thanks so much. It's, uh, it's great to be here, Chief.
1: Yeah, welcome all the we, way. We called you up here all the way from downstairs. Absolutely, so, it's a long good, uh, travel. I'm glad good you made two, it.
2: two flights of stairs, yeah. and, uh, as long as I don't have to leave the building in this weather, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm pretty happy. So okay. is
1: this similar to uh, weather from? I guess we'll jump right into it. Where, where are you from? Like, yeah.
2: Originally? Uh, yeah, I'd probably say this is, this is pretty close. So we, um, in, uh, I'm from England from Milton Keynes, just northwest of London. And, uh, over yeah, there, we kind Josh of have- thought that
1: that was a Texas accent that you had. <laughs> That's uh, a yeah, real, real down South. <laughs> yeah. He was, he's like, is he from Texas? I, said, <laughs> I am, I am cultured. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You are <laughs> so,
2: yeah, over there. We have, we pretty much have seasons we have we have a nice summer and then we just rain the rest of the year we don't really get that much snow we don't really get a spring and a fall as much or an autumn a little more
1: similar to like washington yeah especially
2: this time of year so i only i just go back in the summer usually so i'm gonna be going back there so
1: do you like the uh do you like the rainy season
2: yeah not so much i like i like winter here in uh here in the states i love to ski i love to go snowmobiling and stuff like that but I tell you, when you're back over there, it's uh, it's just a, a few months of just grey and nothing. So, yeah, um, I complain about the snow all the time, but I'd rather have snow than just constant rain. So, because at least yeah. you can do some stuff in it. So moved here from England at what age? So moved here when I was about 10 years old. Um, so moved here on uh, April Fool's Day,
1: 2005. Yeah. So how like, like was that a worst ga- uh, ga- gag ever? Like I yeah.
2: <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Was a, about, by the time we got to the airport. I'm like, this is gag is going on a little bit, a little yeah, bit too yeah, long. Like, like, Come that's on. At that. tell, yeah, that's good that. Yeah, tell me it's good. It's, uh, yeah, we're going back. But uh, but no, it was it was a weird thing. We were supposed to be in America for like um, maybe three to five years. That was all it was going to be. Um, and then uh, April Fool's Day will be 17 years that I've been here now. So it's been it's been a great 17 years. So. Well, speaking of
1: April Fool's, um, i probably get this off, the, the, off right now is don't look directly at my mustache because it can <laughs> distract you from your,
2: what you're saying so or anything think, like that. Like yeah, don't
1: stare into it. People have gotten lost in conversation. Lost, usually
2: I'm getting lost in your eyes, but this yeah, time yeah. it's getting lost yeah, it's in the, in the, the forest mustache. below the yes, nose. Yeah, that's so. right. So,
1: yeah. So I felt like that was like a public service announcement. Like we're, we're, you know, stare directly at it. All right. So it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, so moved here when you were about 10, Yeah, uh, your, your dad's job brought you here, right? Yeah,
2: my dad's job was over and it was funny. We were supposed to, we knew we were coming to America like a year or, or two years in advance of when we were actually coming over, um, but we didn't know exactly where in America we were going to go. There were two places we could go. One was LaPort, Indiana, which is where mm-hmm. we ended up moving to. And the other one was San Diego, California. Yeah, San Diego <laughs> so we, sucks. Uh, so that's good. We, we got the news that we were going to Laport, Indiana. And I, I remember, I, again, I was only like like 10. But um, we got out the Globe back then because we didn't yeah. really have the computer and whatnot. So um, we got out the, the big map and was like, yeah, well, that's there's, there's Chicago. And we, I've kind of heard of Chicago before. Yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah, what's this? I've heard of in, Chicago in and the Bulls in the <laughs> Indiana. 90s. Like, India. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been, yeah, been set. It's weird that it's been 17 years now. I try to go back every year when I can. It was a little bit difficult with COVID, but still got a lot of family over there. So, uh, so it's great. So you yeah. say
1: weird. Like, do you still call that home? Uh, cause you've lived here yeah, now. It's, what?
2: it's hard. I've lived, I've lived here for longer. Yeah. But, um, I think because almost of the, twice as long. Almost twice, Yeah. That's, I've never thought of it like that. But, yeah. um, because of the accent, I think most people associate me with more Australia. With, England, with Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, or Texas. Yeah, Texas, yeah. I mean, in, it's, uh, this is, without going down too long of a tangent, there's this um, uh, interesting concept to kind of learn about in college called third culture kids. Um, and those are um, kids who uh, grow up in one culture inside the home and another culture outside the home. So if you walk into my house and meet my mum and that, we it's it's like you've never left England. she, she keeps everything. It's, it's English food, it's, it's English paintings on the wall, it's um it's BBC Radio 2 just blaring constantly out there. And then I go to school and I'm suddenly the the, the I guess the foreigner, but the, the, the strange English kid yeah. surrounded by that. And so being kind of when I was looking into these this third culture kid um the phenomenon that um a lot of these a lot of these Kids have there's certain traits that go along with that, and part of it is a love to travel, which is me on kind of me yeah. <laughs> hammer hitting the nail there, um, and actually joining the military is is something that you find a lot of uh, is a higher proportion of third culture kids than the general population join the military.
1: Yeah, so I guess we talk about that. So what you do here on base is as you work for the development and training flight. Yeah, and so all of our individuals that are. Uh, waiting to go to basic training that have enlisted, but waiting to go to basic training, they come to you, and you may have them for a month, or you may have them for Absolutely, a year. Yeah. And, and so recently,
2: you, with the with the um, budget constraints, it's, there have been a few that have gone on almost eighteen months with us. But we've got them out the door, so we've been our, told. Uh, to call them down.
1: strategic pauses
2: there in, go, in yeah. budget. Yeah, yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that. <laughs> Just so we're staying in line. If
1: anybody's listening
2: to this, it's a strategic pause. These are not the <laughs> so, views of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but we've got a, fan, a, a absolutely fantastic um, group of trainees. You find a lot of the uh, lot of the people on base call them kids. They say, oh, you you you've got all the kids with you, don't you?" And um, but we've got such a diverse group. We've got um, from ages 17 through 39, we've uh, we've got people who are um, from five different continents or, or maybe first generation or they moved here themselves. We've got people who speak um, everything from Russian to Spanish to French to uh, – or then we've got people who have born and raised in Indiana, have never left. And yeah. um, I've taken them down to the airport and they're uh, um, they're like, so what do I – what do i do in an airport like what how do i get on a plane and that yeah that was so that was crazy such the such last a, yeah.
1: last uta I, I got to go over and talk and i i asked him any of them have never flown on a plane and there was yeah. a girl in the front that yeah that she was like I've never, yeah. I've never flown on a plane. So. And, and then it's like you get again you know yeah. it's uh that we just sent a guy to basic he was first generation yeah. uh, from china and yeah. and you know wanting to serve here and uh, we've got, uh, I think, a first-generation Iraqi. Yeah, and that's really uh, cool,
2: speaking to, yeah. uh, to her and her family and that. So um, it's really, really, a, the, the really cool thing to see at the moment is just the level of um, diversity and just the different uh, backgrounds that uh, that are coming into the Air Force now. Um, and, uh trying to kind of mesh all those together and you see him kind of forming a group and then yeah. you have some of them leaving. Um, but you know, they're going to come back going to see him next, the next time you're going to see him will be in uniform. And, um, it's, it's totally it's incredible different, thing.
1: right? Because like, uh, you see this first generation like you and I want to, I want to get into this is, you know, I, I grew up in, uh, middle Missouri, right. Yeah. And in the country and, um, you know, my my dad was in the Air Force, and his brothers were all in the military. You know, my uncle was is a retired maintenance master sergeant, and yeah. you know, we just always envied that. You know, and and so when I said I was going in the military instead of going to college, it wasn't that big a stretch, right? right? You know, my grandfather's had been in, my uncles had been in, you know, but to be a first generation, what would make you want to serve
2: in in, yeah. in this? So it's uh, it's something that I don't I don't talk about a whole lot at least not with the trainees and that but um, we talk about why they why they're joining right yeah. the first thing we ask them is is why they why they're joining and occasionally um, maybe after hours something they'll say okay why why did I come in um, and for me I joined for the for the worst reasons for me it was. I wanted to get out of the house. I yeah. just wanted money for college. I, I didn't particularly care about the the serving aspect of it. I just wanted to get out. Um, I wanted to change things about myself that I thought the military was going to change for me. Mm-hmm. But um, and uh, so for me, it was okay. I'm going to go in. go to do six years. I'm going to um, bleed the yeah. <laughs> ble- bleed the government dry for what I can. Um, and then over those six years, over the air support and on, over the course of a deployment out to Iraq, and um, after meeting all the people I've met. Um, I've grown to love it and I just signed up for another six years so um, yeah it, it came from a really bad place for me um, I was it's kind of one of my lowest moments I, I was bad grades in high school felt like I couldn't get into college anyway um, and now I can't believe it's been eight years later I've got my degree and I've gone I've traveled the world I've been yeah. over to Europe five times with the military now um, and it's just couldn't have been a, a bigger shift yeah. in, uh, in my thinking when it came to the military
1: well, you know, and you say that's, that's all the wrong reasons, right? Is, as you went in for those, but. Same reason I went in, <laughs> guess, guess what? Yeah. Same reason I went in, right? right? And, yeah. and so I always wanted to serve. I wanted to be a police officer and, and you couldn't do that until you were 21. And right. so I was like, I'll just go do this for, yep. and get some benefits and, and, you know, be good on the other side. And I think we talked to our airmen about that. There is a generation that that came in around that uh, 2001, September 11 stuff that were the the current events. And I'm sure there's people now that are deeply into current events. That's yeah. like, you know, I'll be danged if we're going to fight Russia without me there yeah, or, you know, absolutely. without China, without me there. And so I'm sure there's those. But I think now you look at that, though, and is that the same reason why you signed up for another
2: no. For, so for, for now, it's it's that I've really grown to to love what I do. Um, I, I When I heard that this position was opening with Development and Training Flight, um, I thought back to my first time stepping foot on this base was when I was a trainee in Development and Training Flight with retired Chief Jones. I don't know if either you, of you knew her, but fantastic retired chief now. Um and, uh, I remember that first UTA sitting in there and I was like, just, just tell me how much money I'm getting for college. Tell me how much I'm going to be right, making. Right, here. Right. Um, and then, uh, and then I think we had, uh, Master Sergeant Hoagland or something come in at the time. And he's like, so yeah, um, we're going to train you how to kill people and we're going to train you on how to, uh, yeah. um, uh, what, what to do when you're over in Iraq and, um, you've been a, t- uh, mortar than that. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I've, f- I forgot that I've joined the military here. Uh, <laughs> um, so it was, it was a real, it was a real shock. Um, kind of a first to me, but then over the years that I've been in, it's just, um, it's something I've become passionate about.
1: And so you did a deployment, what, a year ago or two years yeah, ago? almost. J- just,
2: yeah. I got back about a year ago. Okay.
1: Was, and do you think that changed you? Like your, your perspective, your, your perspective and, and in, what, yeah. how you, you know, what drove you?
2: In good and bad ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, it definitely, um, we were getting ready to go over there, and uh, myself and Chief Connolly and um, over with some of the other people at the airport, we were at a field training.
1: By the way, aer- aerial port, it has a T on the end. Aerial yeah. Yeah. port, yeah, port dog. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But, <laughs> um, but we were over at, um, in um, Fort Dix over in New Jersey, yeah. and we're doing a field craft, right? Um, and we were having fun. We were shooting each other a simulated weapon with, um, the SIM rounds. And, right. and we, I was driving a Humvee and I was like, oh, this is brilliant. I can't wait to get over there. Yeah. Not going to be doing any of this stuff, but it's fun to pretend I'm going to. I'm going to be on yeah. a computer all day over there. Um, we got about halfway through that and, uh, Chief Conley calls us over and he says, Hey, just, just want you to know, um, you're going to be hearing this in the news, but Camp Taji, the base that you're going to, um, there were just three service members killed there. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden it was one of those like, whoa, um, that's, uh, I'm going over. I'm going there. Um, I'm going to be replacing these people who aren't coming home. Um, and it's been moments like that, and moments um, where I've was over in Dover and helping the human remains transfer. Um, and when we had um, uh, is it San- Sanchez the mm-hmm. uh, um, Corporal Sanchez Corporal yeah. Sanchez who who came through. And it's those moments that uh, that put it all into perspective. And whenever you're thinking why why am I here? What's my purpose of of being wearing this uniform when all I'm doing most of the day is reading through emails and deleting the ones that say it's windy outside. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what am What am I doing? Um. And it kind of it's things like that that bring it into perspective. Yeah,
1: that's so good, and it's hard. I think sometimes because we set up there, and I, I'm guilty of that. Right? Is I mean, when I just talked to him uh, last week, the DNTF flight is, um, I guess the the flight doesn't need to be on there. The, but So <laughs> yeah. the DNTF individuals is, I talked about that as, Hey, you better, you better know why you're here. And, and I think sometimes I miss the mark on that, on saying it's okay to be here for college benefits. It's okay. If that's what brought you here, it's okay. One of the stories I love and, and, and it's hard to capture because those people deserve their privacy, but it's okay if you're here because this is the safest place you've ever been. You know, if you come from an abusive home or you're in a abusive relationship or if you're in those things, it's OK if those are things you're here. But when it comes time to, you know, I remember uh, sitting on a, a, a bomb shelter over in Afghanistan and uh, me and and there is an, uh, another tech sergeant. I was a tech sergeant at the time. And, and then there was a master sergeant in our shirt, master sergeant first. And we were up on top of the bomb shelter. We'd built a little sandbag stair step up there and had a couple of chairs up there and we were smoking cigars and, and enjoying the night. And we watched a rocket. I'm like, what is that? And we watched a rocket come in and hit like in our camp area. And it's like college tuition doesn't matter at that time.
2: No. mm-hmm.
1: You know, the, the, the benefits, it, 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 doesn't matter, but it's a great thing that, that is a, uh, it, it's an extra kind of it draws you in, right. It keeps you here. It's, it's one of those things cause we, we don't pay real well yeah <laughs> All right. So, so right. there better be something else. So, yeah. it, as you're going through this, I, you, one of the things that uh, you've made, and I, and I, we've got to know each other better and better since, uh, you, you know, one of the hires that I had, and, <laughs> and I'm super proud of that. And, um, but we got to know each other better, and better, and become friends and stuff. But one of the things I've noticed by you is you dig into these benefits that are offered to these airmen, and so one, I think, um. There's stuff that you bring up that me as a Comanche, if I'm like, dang, like either I didn't know about it
2: or I forgot about it. Well, there's so, so many of these things that, um, I either didn't know about, or I'd been told once, but forgot about, um, until I came back into this job and I'm like, okay, I'm a tech sergeant. I need to, I need to be making sure that, um, when an, uh, an airman or a trainee comes to me and said, Hey, I want to know about this. I need to know about this. How do I, how do I get help with this? I'm struggling financially. I can't make it up to base. Um, I need to be able to answer those questions, and so it's kind of starting to dig through there. Um, talking a lot to Mass Sergeant Tromba, who's the best career advisor in the military. Yeah, for uh, sure. she's she fantastic. Is. She and, is uh, amazing. Yeah, um, and then of course Miss um, Pennington over in Family Readiness, and Sergeant yeah. Strimski over there, and and just every time I go over there and think, I just kind of started like, okay, tell me everything I need to know. I've got f- I've got five minutes. Tell pretend, me everything. Pretend like I yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it's, like, and it's, it's like, and then. Three hours later, and they're still telling me new things and new benefits and that. Um, and I think that's one thing that, um, if I had to kind of sum down what I try to get across to these to the, the, my trainees before they go to BMT, and before they start their Air Force career, is that you can absolutely come to Grissom one weekend a month, work from o seven hundred to sixteen thirty, um, go back into your room, eat a pizza, and as long as you pass your PT test, you're gonna you're gonna have a decent six years but it's not gonna be the career you want it to be. If you don't get out there, if you don't look for those opportunities, those TDYs, those deployments, if you don't take advantage of um, the schooling opportunities, um, even if it's as simple as you getting out there and mingling with your fellow airmen outside of ours at at Chox, uh, Taku, a half moon down in in Kokomo. um, If you you just show up, wake up, go to sleep, You'll get through, you'll have six good years, um, but they're not gonna be great years. And if you're not here for, um, to get everything you can out of this, then why are you here?
1: Yeah, those benefits, man, it's, uh, we just got that VA hospital that opened up right up the road here and phenomenal facility. And they talked about that a little bit on how many veterans are in this area, but how few use the facility. And they're, they're getting better at it. Um, but man, I think it's uh, as I look at myself, as I look at um, other members that have served and that I've served with. Is one thing I've, I feel like we suck at is taking this benefits that we've earned, yeah. you know, taking advantage of those things, and you know, whether it be the the extra finance stuff that, it, or even just the financial counseling. That is free yeah. or the tax preparation. How, or how the, have
2: I been in for eight years? And the first time I had a conversation with, um, with Kevin over in family readiness yeah. building was like last month. Yeah. How have I let myself and do that? he teaches a and, course
1: that's like, uh, I think it's be a millionaire TSP. Yeah. how to be a millionaire yeah. with TSP. He teaches that course and very few people go to it. Like we all, yeah. we all are sitting here and like, if you ask any of us, would you, hey, yeah. You want to be a millionaire? Yeah. Yeah. We offer a free course on how to do it. No, thanks.
2: <laughs> and, know, so like- I get, and that's that's something that yeah as I've been going through this and um, been kind of being exposed to more and more things as part of being the dn2f co- coordinator um you kind of think of why why didn't I why didn't I do this sooner why? just so few people take advantage of this. Why do we have briefings from like Military Source, which is the greatest website on earth, yeah. um, has everything you need. Free marriage counseling, what? free counseling,
1: yeah. free grief counseling,
2: free, free yeah, yeah, free free, la- I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. A week today I start a language course with special forces operators. Yeah. Um, this that's only for military members and it's an incredible thing. But why haven't we, um, why didn't I take advantage of this? And a big part of it is that it's not leadership's fault because leadership has to focus on the big picture. It's not the airman's fault, because airmen are coming in kind of blank slate. They, they're focusing on CDCs and five-level and, and stuff like that. It's the stuff that the staffs and the techs, those first-level supervisors, need to know, yeah, that man. I need to know. Um, and a huge chunk of this um, that I learned is I went to, um, with Colonel Wiltsey, the flight commander's course. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, uh, uh, I think it was four, four days there, so.
0: It might be five. Might be five. So, okay. so we,
1: so we, you know, worked on that to, to get it developed. Colonel Wiltsey's done a phenomenal Incredible. job at that. So Sergeant Moda and I, and, and Colonel Wiltsey, also have talked about this is you, there used to be a first line supervisor course. Yeah. And so we want to revive that, that here. <laughs> we want to revive yeah. that here with this information. Right. And, and you're right. It's that it, it takes time. Um, you know, uh, if I talked about all the meetings that I was at just today, yeah. it, it's boring. Right but it's all the stuff that we have to go to to make sure that our airmen are taken care of in the big picture here. We're constantly looking for people like you to say, Hey, you know what? I'll do a first term supervisor um, course. These are the things that that I need to do. And that's what I love about you. And it's one of the things I saw when when we did the interview is um, at no point did I think you were just going to do the job. (laughs) Like at, at no point. At no point did I think, you know, um, well, he's going to show up and I'm going to have to ask him to do things. And it's, I I don't know that I've came to you with anything and you, and you said no. Right. And uh, Hey, can we do this? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Can we do this? Yeah, we'll figure it out. You know, so
2: i complain about it, but usually you have to leave yeah, the room. usually and that's I the, leave yeah. the room and I hear you <laughs> I like, like oh, when I stand gosh, outside. She, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> or I hear you screaming. You want me to do what? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Well, that's yeah. part of being in the military yeah. too. We get really good at that. Yeah.
1: If I say we're really, the worst thing we do is take care of benefits. The best thing we do is it's, it's what I like to call sport pitching is, is we complain <laughs> about stuff knowing that we're not going to try to fix it or that it can't even be fixed. Right. It's just a sport really to us. And we're really good at it. We're probably best in the world, right? And so <laughs> yeah. just listen to but anybody get, who tries done, to so log yeah, on to a program for the first time. Oh my goodness. You not. Know, yeah, no, my no, evals no. coming yeah. out. This is going to be the biggest, you know, it's the it's worst gonna, It's going to solve all our issues.
2: Don't worry. I guarantee since, yeah, you somebody's yeah. going to be
1: open to that and be like, "What? Are you, who developed this? the Chinese? You know i <laughs> so, I think
2: the, kind of going back to the benefits and stuff like that, it's, um, we, I do find that myself and pretty much every single other airman who I've had the had the privilege of working with both in the airport in FSS downstairs over in maintenance in services all of these airmen um, they come in every single one who comes in um, has joined to be something bigger to better themselves to um, to be the best that they can be and at some point, we forget that, we forget what what that next step is. We forget to move
1: forward. Help us forget that, right? And the, you know, the, oh, I got a blues inspection. And so then we're like, you know, and that's the thing is like, we get to use to wear this uniform, right? Uh, Less than 1% of the population will ever wear this uniform. We get to wear it. And then if if you were to like, all right, March UTA, we're doing a um, mandatory blues inspection of the uniform, just to make sure you have a good, no repercussions. You imagine the amount of complaining. Oh like, my goodness. Yeah. We would become a hot spot of social media
2: activity, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And, yeah. and
1: so it's easy to forget that, I think.
2: It's, it's easy to forget the purpose. Um, why are we here? Yeah. And you have people who have been here for probably 10 years who have never even stepped foot on one of our KC-135s. And yeah. you think, and then you ask them, why are you here on a weekend? Um and is it to better yourselves? Is it to serve your country? Is it to get those planes flying? And they're like, well, I know i got to do this CBT on a, yeah. on emergency management or <laughs> something like that. Right. Like, which, of course, you have to do those as well. But it's I think one of the things that I try to impart on these trainees is always keep the bigger picture in mind. And the younger you are, the harder it is to see that bigger picture sometimes. Mm-hmm. But when, when you're kind of feeling like, what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? Take a step back. Find a supervisor, find a mentor outside of your unit um, and f- make a plan. Find those, find the reason that you're here because you're supposed to be here. Yeah. Um, we've put, it costs $20,000 to put a trainee through basic training and today. Yeah. We've, we want you here. We put six of them a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah at one time. At one time. Yeah. Um, we want you here. We want you just to stay Um, find the resources, go find Sergeant Tromba. go find your first sergeant, go find, um, find me, find yourself, chief, um, uh, find that reason that you joined and refine that again. Um,
1: yeah, I think, and sometimes that is, uh, you know, I don't like my job, right. And and I think sometimes we get stuck in this, we're just stuck in this job and we can't, you know, I don't like my job, so I'm going to, I'm not going to reenlist. And there's so many opportunities out there. There's so many things out there, um, from special duties, all the way to you know career field changes. You know to to. and how many career fields
2: have you been in now, Chief? You yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's what, what it's we figured out the other day. I've yeah.
1: been <laughs> I mean, a love master. I was a one Charlie. I was a, uh, a sensor operator. I was a sensor operator instructor uh, at the schoolhouse. Then I was a nine golf, a group chief, which you know, really it took away my, my sensor operator skills if I had any, and then, <laughs> you know, and now a command chief, which, you know, really you, you learn about all of the career fields. And so, um, so I, I love though, that you get to find their stories, right. And, and it's um, a lot of times when we get somebody new, we're just ready to tell them all about what they need to do to be successful. And it's, if some of those people stopped, like I would bet if you're listening to this and in the podcast, all five of you or however many (laughs) listen, right?
2: Hey, 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 you're going to, hey, you're going gonna, yeah. to, a whole yeah, bunch of trainees who are definitely going to listen to this one because they're going to be on the test. So yeah, right. make sure you pay attention. I,
0: I feel as though it's at least in the hundreds. <laughs> okay, Actually, yeah. I know because I can yeah. see
1: numbers. What's our, our highest number it was four something or something? Like, yeah. No, it was,
0: uh it was in the 500s and it was, oh, it well, was obviously, hey, well, don't hey, tell me that.
2: It's going to make me nervous now because yeah. yeah. I I'm promise
0: you, like, you're not getting the 500. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you cannot, you cannot compete with the ghost guy. So we're all about the truth here or ghost.
1: Uh, um, it's so, you know, we, we rush into this, Hey, let me tell you all the things you need to do your CDT, CDCs and, and yeah, you, hey, you haven't got your flu shot yet to get over this and all those things are important, but getting to know someone and I, uh, the people that are listening, if you get to know, I bet there's a first generation U S citizen in the area. I mean, I could think of, um, uh, two in like CE, I can think of one, one or two in FSS. Um, At one
2: point there were five of us in the airport who yeah. were um, uh, not even first generation, first generation means you're born here. But, so, so talk um, about that. Even,
1: so most people don't realize, and I didn't realize this either. If you're not a U.S. citizen, you can still serve in, absolutely. in, the, in the air force, yes. right. Or in the, in the services, but in the air force, you're only allowed to do certain jobs. Right? Yeah.
2: So I, I remember this was again, I was 17 back in high school and, um, and again, I was, I was looking for a way to get out of Port Indiana and get out of my parents' house. And um, I just, just whatever it's going to take, let me take this ASVAB. If his parents um, are listening, he really <laughs> does <laughs> speak highly of away. you and loves you. Uh, this is not anything Lo- love against you lots, your but, parents. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, um, so I, I did, did okay on the ASVAB and was contacted by um, an army recruiter. I was like, yeah, go, go away. Um, and then uh, contacted by the Air Force recruiting. He's like, yeah, so you can, what, what job do you want? You've, you've, your score's decent enough that you can do. At least some jobs. Um, and I was like, yeah, I was kind of thinking something in, uh, in maintenance or in Intel. I love languages and stuff like that. And then he hears my voice. Um, and he says, he said, Texas, Texas?
0: Yeah.
2: So <laughs> just, just before we're going further, are you, uh, are you a US citizen? I'm like, well, no, not, I'm a permanent resident. I mean, um, don't deport me. I'm, 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 yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. I was like, right, well, that's fantastic. So here are the two jobs you can do or two or three jobs yeah. you can do. Um, and one of which was airport. um, which when I, when I heard about that, I was like, Oh God, I don't, I don't really want to be a glorified UPS loading, unloading planes and yeah. that. And I want to, want to go and do languages. I was really big on languages, especially in high school. So, um, uh, but from that, even though it was nothing like I wanted to do, it was an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I was an airport, I got to do so many things I would never have been able to do if I'd done some of the other career fields. Um, so it's funny how these things happen sometimes.
1: Yeah, and the Port Dogs are uh, a great community too.
2: They're a lot of I mean, fun. They teach so, a lot
1: about camaraderie. Yeah. And, you know, if, if I'm looking on base, at, oh, yeah. where are some of the great, you know, community pieces of it, like outside of the yeah. – the military is. is I don't think, toxic. I don't think
2: chocks would survive if it wasn't for aeroporters over there buying alcohol every single yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. So buying we could uh, keep that place yeah, alive. Yeah. Also, stay yeah, hydrated. Stay <laughs> <in laughs> hydrated. Yeah, hydrate. yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: stay, stay hydrated. Hydrate. <laughs> yes. So we, it's very big on our minds. Yeah. These <laughs> people staying hydrated. Um, so it, you've done this. What do you think this does for your career? So, you, you know, I think a lot of times people look at this and they say, you know, I don't know. DNTF or first sergeant or, you know, any of our special duties. And they're like, God, ah, I've got to go out of my career field for a little bit. And then, you know, what do you think this does for your career? And I know you're early in it.
2: I've eight years. Is that early? No, no. <laughs> no I'm saying oh, early, <laughs> early in yeah. DNTF. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully you're not going to fire me just yet, but yeah. um, whenever that That's day close. does come that you let me go. it's uh, um, For me, a big part of the reason that I'm doing this job is, um, is to to kind of get that leadership experience um, to to kind of show that I can hopefully somewhat herd, it's like herding cats a little bit, but, but get those, uh, get the trainees where they need to be. Um, but honestly, when I kind of took over this job, I wasn't really thinking about the next step in my career. I just knew that DNTF had been a great experience for me and I wanted to kind of give a little bit of that back um, to the future ones coming in. So, uh, so I, I, don't know exactly what my next no. step is. I, 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 I'm taking some language courses and that. Still, I'm hopefully going to go into the State Department after this. You're taking an English course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> taking it. A- if I say football, what is, <laughs> what comes to yeah. your mind? Yes, yeah. so the one that you play with a foot. You don't run around with. So. Well, I didn't say football. <laughs> <Right. laughs> but, um, but yeah, it'll be. Uh, I'm really. I don't know what that next step is exactly for me yet, but I know that because of the. Opportunities presented to me through the military, I've got those options, um, and that's something that I got to start. Uh, got to start planning for. So, how large is a uh, DNTF at its largest that you've seen so far? So we were up to forty three. Okay, so forty three. Yeah.
1: Right, and and how many other people are in charge of those individuals?
2: Uh, it's uh, it's just me. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: So so when I look at this and I look at the the where does this take your career? Right, is I look at this and say you have to plan an entire UTA. Chocked full cuz cuz and any time I'll stop in over there or someone will stop in and if we're sitting around playing on our phone it's not a good sign no right Mm-mm. uh you teach them basic movements you get them ready for basic training i want to have a distinguished graduate out of grissom
2: like oh that's we have pl- we have plenty we were um, at least when i was doing this job with sergeant everett um cuz i started in this um uh, as kind of his assistant, uh, we were ranked number three at that point yeah. in the in the entire Air Force in number of... That was under undergraduates. West, Chief Marion. Oh, okay, right. right. So we're so we, I, I need to be number... Now that COVID is we hopefully going away, we're going to get Chief them back Marion, up. Yeah.
1: I want to be at least two or one. Yeah, we're going to get it. Right? Right. We'll get right. it. So, Don't so, worry, Chief. And, and yeah. that's, you should feel the same way about Sergeant Everett. love <laughs> yeah. him, but if there's <laughs> but a competition, yeah. but I'm gonna we're him. in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's right. So I look at that and I say, you have to plan for this. You have to track them. And about... Right um, how many trainees get hurt at UTA?
2: <laughs> uh the number is hopefully zero but yeah. unfortunately it, it it can uh it can, about we have a, one. we have at least one who uh who something will happen to
1: because they're not used to working you' got the not, background these you, yeah.
2: you you've yep. got everything from the the quarterback of the high school football team um to the guy who only ever did debate and stuff yeah. like that and and the air force needs. Every single kind of person, um, but sometimes it's it's a steep slope to get yeah. to that uh, minimum level because you
1: got to do physical fitness for yeah. the guy that's and gal that is getting ready to leave on Tuesday, yeah, and for the people that are going to leave a year from now that haven't done physical yeah. fitness ever, yeah, right. And so you know, and that's some a of those that we
2: we have to hold back and we're like, listen, I I know that you want to go to basic training right now. I know that mm-hmm. you uh, want to start on this amazing career, but I'm not going to let you go. Unless we know we are setting you up for success, um, and right now I don't see you being successful at basic training, so we're going to hold you back for a few months. We're going to keep testing you. Um, we've got the Strava run group that we use during the month to see how how far we run and how much we're doing um, doing the exercising that during the month. Um, and we're going to reevaluate this when I know that you're going to come out of there and serve this country the best that you can. Yeah, at the Did moment you- you're not at your best. Did you ever use u before you got into? Oh my goodness! Thank, <laughs> thank goodness for for Miss Santana. Yeah, because she's an absolute lifesaver. u yeah. is a is a she's real kind of the space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's good. Yeah. And and so I look at these, and we got. I mean, you and I have talked about uniform stuff. We've tracked down COVID cases. We've tracked down people that are in tech school that tech school says, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. Right. You know, and then what do we do with them? You know, uh, people that have had, uh, you know. Deaths in their family or children get sick or any of those things. And, and I look at all those things and I said, you know, if, if I'm looking at this, what it prepares you for yeah. is anything. I really feel like you can project from here to any position. Whether that be back at the port, which I'm sure Chief Conley right now is like, <laughs> you know, Nate, shut up. Like uh, they'll tell yeah, what he, do he left. Yeah, her, yeah. The only thing he's <laughs> the only thing that's really guide you to is the port. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, uh, but it, I, I love these development opportunities when people capitalize on them, and I think that's what your the whole mission is there that you're doing is you just want airmen to capitalize on their career. Yeah. Whether it be four years, whether it be you know, 30 years, uh, or, you know, as chief Scully was here and, you know, and the- you're going to
2: remember your time here, no matter what, what the length of it was. Um, and that you're going to remember it more, the more you do, Yeah, which is, uh, which is pretty incredible.
1: Josh, you got any questions for him?
2: One thing, one thing I do have just before you go in now is speaking of the, uh, um, kind of leadership for these trainees a little bit anybody who's listening in uh in March we're going to be releasing these trainees to their units again so sometime around lunch on a Saturday you see some uh, confused looking uh, people in civilian clothes um hopefully marching over there in in, in sync um, find one go talk to one start mentoring them so so how would people
1: that that maybe you know hey, say hey I want I want to get back or I want to share my experience or you know how do we how do they go about it? is it just contacting you
2: Absolutely. So you can absolutely contact me. You can find me on the global. Um, but, um, I think it's bigger than that as well. It's, um, finding, um, the trainees or the, or the first time airmen who are in your unit. Um, people are always saying, oh, why I can't find that leadership bullet. I can't find that, um, uh, the, the the mentorship just doesn't yeah. exist. There's no systems. Make the system. Be the person who yeah. who starts that. Take um take that initiative, um and uh have somebody under your wing while you're under somebody else's.
1: Yeah, because I didn't. I came over and spoke, and I didn't give a. It wasn't a command chief speech. It was a, you know, Auction me talking speech. about yeah hypoxia right and how not to become hypoxic in yeah. life and and so, um man I I appreciate you. I I think we want to have a little bit of, of fun. Um, and so I don't know if we're gonna do this like uh, the the password game or not, but uh, I'll say a word in English, and then you'll say a word in English, in proper English. No,
2: that's the yeah. We invented the language. Got, you guys messed it up a little bit. Mine but, is uh, country, I guess, <laughs> and yours would be English.
1: Uh, but man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate having you on the team. I really and being appreciate on, being, on, here, being on your team, and uh, you know, and and I think the the there's there's times when you hire people and you don't know whether you got it right or not. But getting to spend some time with you outside of work, uh, I realized that that we did uh the right thing by hiring you. And so no offense to everyone else that applied, but <laughs> um, you know, it's you're a good dude that just happens to be an airman. And so uh I always appreciate that. Thanks, Chief.
0: I don't know how uh funny these will be. I did Google search for like a half hour trying to find <laughs>
2: yeah. which words okay. do we say that are going to yeah. be funny when you say them. And- so I'm going to
1: say a word and you say it back and we'll see. And maybe we'll, hey, like you said, you can always edit that out. I'll tell you okay, what, it,
2: if, if it's not funny, I just won't say it the British way. I'll just make something up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, you won't know, right? I know you've got a lot of English uh, accents. When you speak another language, do you speak it with? It's funny. So I speak, I speak, uh, I speak Turkish pretty well now. I went to, um, uh, went to a Turkish restaurant down in Indy like two nights ago, um, and uh, I, I did find myself doing that, kind of switching into that Turkish accent a little bit. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it, it does happen a little bit. It's kind of funny. I notice
1: when you're given cadence, you don't really have a, a
2: British accent at all. Well, I need to correct that then because I need to, uh, them coming out of basic training all having all having British accent. <laughs> right. All
1: right. So uh, let's think of a few words
2: here. So uh, how about vitamin? vitamins so yeah take, take your vitamins every morning <laughs> <laughs> your vitamins huh yeah. i
1: think it's hard enough to get kids to do it if you try to say
2: vitamins to them
1: then they're just gonna laugh like, yeah like, let say it again
2: say it again vitamins vitamins all right how about aluminum so aluminum is aluminium but we do spell it differently as well so we uh, we put a, an actual u in there which you for a few different words so it's one of those that's said differently we say aluminium but we also spell it differently as well aluminium yeah we in fact for some reason the Brits put a U in a lot of le- in a lot of words that um, Americans don't. So we'll spell um, mum with M U M or with colour with C O L O U R. So yeah, that we like the letter U for some reason. Or <laughs> Americans hate the letter U. I don't know. Which why. is
1: funny that we use U S. Ah, oh, but we, spite, are, huh? we are we are U K. Just kidding. Sorry about that. What about privacy? Privacy. Privacy. So, do you do your Privacy Act training?
2: Privacy, yeah. I think I'm probably a little bit red on a Privacy Act training you do. Okay. So. What about schedule? So, that's a funny one. Um, depending on where you are in England, some say schedule and some say schedule. But uh, what is it? Schedule.
1: I always just thought that was people making fun of like. I thought I had a country list Yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah, it like. Uh,
2: schedule, yeah. Uh, so it's, more, it's not even schedule, it's schedule. Like it's, it's two syllables instead of three. It's a weird one, Nat.
1: Uh, what about uh, have you
2: ate yet? What do you say for eight? Oh, do we, I would probably say Eaton. Is that what it says on the, on the thing there? It, it just says et. Et. Mm. Like et. Don't know about that one so much. Edit that one out. That's it. Uh, that's <laughs> <an> <laughs> not good. One. I don't, I don't edit anything. What about the garage? Garage. That's a big <laughs> one. So garage. that's one that, uh, yes. that, so there's. Why are we laughing? We're so immature. <laughs> we are still, uh, say, say it again. <laughs> you know, you know,
0: you're, 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 uh, you still have family. Uh, in England, yeah. So you know that they, as we laugh at you, they're laughing at us for yeah. saying they the Yeah, yeah. They're so, like he said, yeah. garage. <laughs> garage. Yeah. What an so idiot.
2: They, they ended up. Um, and so for there's a few words that because I've lived here for so long, I just say the American way. Um, but then there's other ones. That I'm like, no, I'm sticking to the British way. It's the right way saying it, and garage is one of them. So, uh, so I always say because we we garage. operate out of the Army Reserve Centre. Um, and we operate out of the, the garage in there. You go through the garage door to get same. in there. So that's still spelled the same as well.
0: Do the trainees look at you funny when you, uh, they, they, say, say, that they say
2: they, they funny way, for a multitude of is.
1: reasons, well, but that, that's, that's uh, fair. No offense to trainees. I feel like I'm saying <laughs> no offense a lot today. <laughs> then when you bring yeah. out
2: the worst of me, uh,
1: what about water?
2: Water. So I don't, yeah, that's a funny one for Americans. Cause I put a D in it. Water. Instead of Whoa, water, say, that it's again. Spelled say with the American a, version the, of it. The, the American water. I've been I've been here for 17 years, and that's the best my American accent is gonna get. Yeah, is water. That's I think you. Were, and that, that's one of those that I'll be at a <laughs> restaurant. There's, there's, the,
0: there's the, the Texas accent? <laughs> a, yeah,
2: I'll be at a restaurant, or I'll be ordering through a drive-thru or something like that, and I'm getting a. And I always say it the first time. Like, hey, can I get a cup of water, please? Um, and it's one that they just. I get like a blank stare. I'm like, oh, can I get a water, please? Like, <laughs> <laughs> It sounds, you don't, do you I, do don't I sound
1: to, like, did I say water?
2: Did yeah, I say, you oh, sound just like that. Yeah. You sounded just like that? Water is a funny one, yeah. I'm <laughs> so. have to listen back we, to see. We just you...
0: don't say it as slow as yeah, that. Yeah, water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's got a T in it, it's water. Okay. Mobile. Mo. I, I guess we will say mobile. Mobile so, phone. Yeah, mo- that's what I was going to say for the phone. So we don't call them cell phones, really. We call them um, mobile phones. So they so,
1: call you on your mobile,
2: or your mobile, s- yeah, or you call your yeah, on your mobile, yeah. So. Oh, your you that's, that's probably one that's a little older now. Like I think cell has taken well, over a little life, bit now. So. Yeah. There okay. You there you go. go. Point taken. Thank you.
1: Uh, what about advertisement?
2: Advertisement. Yeah. Doesn't even have the same meaning <laughs>
1: anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Say it so again. Yeah, advertisements. Yeah. I like that. I'm listening like think, in the mic, we, like it's going to come through. That, that's one that we. <laughs> so. so that's one that. Um, yeah, we don't really call... Even on television, Um, on the telly, we don't really call them the... Hold on, on the what? <laughs> on the telly. <laughs> on the telly. We don't really... We don't say that the commercial's coming up. It's like, oh, here's... See, I wouldn't think the telly is like the mobile. That's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, a little bit of a different one there, but... And it's these things I've lived in for 17 years, and you, you kind of forget that you have an accent sometimes until you are very blatantly <laughs> exposed <laughs> over this. But, yeah. um, but is that the end of that list? No. Okay, so there's a couple no, others that couple I was going to show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so... Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a funny one Yeah, advertisement or making it up. I don't know. It could be, yeah. oh, it could we, be don't know. Yeah, we don't know. know. We, we don't have know. no clue. That's, so yeah, that's Nate
1: Brigatti always says that. I feel like you're just saying that. Cause you know, I can't prove you wrong. <laughs> you <don't> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> this is one that you and I have talked about. What about herbs?
2: What about herbs? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like herbs. Like uh, like you say herbs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it's what you would say herbs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Any anything that we say different, he says it really slow. Water. Water. No, yeah. <laughs> herbs. So that's the it's got it's got an H in it. So I've always been curious on this. I think i asked him, what about the name Herbert? How that's would you what say that? I was there?
0: just about to ask you. What, how do you do say
2: you? it? I Herbert. say it the same way, huh? Herb. Or okay. Herbert. So you, why do you use an H in that? Listen, but you're don't use you saying the wrong the- person. I've failed spelling in fourth grade yeah, and it's not getting better. You, you got it, you, because you,
1: I was a kid growing up in America where they would say, hey, sound it out, sound the word out. And I'm like, right, phone. Okay, sound not that bad boy out. Ph, F- uh, oh, uh,
2: phone. no, yeah. Yeah, that was like
1: F, uh, you know,
2: they're like, no, it's P-H. But, like, I've, but, I've, but I've, ne- I've never understood the herb one because you say Herbert. It's, 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 okay, about- it's okay for you to be wrong, but you've got to be consistently wrong. Okay? <laughs> what about coupons? Oh, yeah, we say cuppens. No, we don't really. Actually, I don't know. What do we in say in America? C- say coupons. Yeah, I don't know how I say that. You got me questioning how I say things myself now. Yeah, yeah, coupon, coupons, probably. So herbs, herbs, and actually, I'm on, grow some herbs. So it's not only the word herbs, but certain types of herbs we say differently, which are funny ones. So, so we say um, what you guys would say. You guys, other Americans like myself with different accents <laughs> would say um, oregano. We would say oregano. Or you um, would well, say basil, we'd say basil. So basil. Basil. <laughs> I'm the, yeah, basil. I'm glad you brought the Texas thing up before we
0: started because now every time <laughs> he tries to say it with our accent, uh, it's, yeah. the, it's the Texas accent.
2: Yeah. I love that Texan accent, though. Anytime I've met anybody from anywhere down south, um, I love – it's my favourite accent in Josh the world. is from down south of Indy. And that's why I love Josh so much. So Yeah. That's the, yeah.
0: I'm actually north of Indy, but Maybe whatever. <laughs>
1: That's That's what you don't like, Josh. <laughs> um, some, what, what words, like, have you said, and people are like, I think you have some still in the hip pocket where people are like, yeah. say that again. So like, what, um,
2: what was that? So the one that people find funny is banana. I'll say banana, and they'll be like, wait, well, say it again, say it again. And it's like, oh, banana. That's it. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, banana is definitely one of those. What else is there that's um, watery? But so like, especially if it's a water bottle, instead of a uh, water yeah. bottle, like yeah, it's uh, they have the, those come up quite often. I'll try if there's any others that are like. Do you
1: ever go into like any rep-
2: people try to get me to say Harry Potter a lot, which is so oh my, especially when I was in like middle and high school and it's really popular. It's like say Harry Potter, say Harry Potter. It's like Harry Potter. Yeah. You do use the Texas accent a lot. You're pretty good at it too. I am I mean, 17 years. I practice,
1: like you go into restaurants and pretend like You know, I you know, like, when I'm on vacation, I try to
2: talk to people with the British accent and then halfway through I'm like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, um well my so my younger brother, he so I was like I was about nine. He was about seven, like or eight, seven when he came over here. Um and they kind of say the magic age is like seven when you um when you come over to uh uh, if you move to a new place, if you're younger than seven, you're going to gain the accent of the place you've moved to. And if you're older than seven, you'll keep your original accent. Um, and so he had an American accent, like within like a couple months of being here, it turned pure American um, to the point that we we couldn't understand him. So we hadn't, we hadn't got the ear for the American accent yet, but he is now so good at switching back and forth. Um, whenever he needs, whenever he like, he, he works as a server, so he puts a British accent on, get better tips.
1: Yeah, that's um, right. So when he needs to,
2: he'll put that British accent back on, um, but then he can really easily just switch back into the American. And I wish I could do that. So are you saying your brother uses his accent as a con? We're British. We all do. Yeah. yeah so that's, there's, there's, we've just been fooling everybody ever for, since for millennia war, they're now. They're still yeah, upset so. about that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's because there's times, so nine times out of 10, having a British accent in America is a, uh, is, Probably one of the better, one of the best ones yeah. to have. Cause oh, yeah, it's just sure. a, it's a naturally trusted one, I guess. For yeah. I would no tell good you, reasons.
1: Backwoods, Missouri is not a good one right. to have. <laughs> right?
2: Um, one of the last things we'd like to end on is what are you loving?
1: And so it can be anything. I'm sure you've listened to the podcast several times before. Yeah. Um, but
2: hopefully anyways, uh, Wait, since you work no, no, for no. me.
0: Before we started, he asked what the podcast was called. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. Before what's we the got on oh, No, you no, go, no, the no there? I get,
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, So, uh, so one of the big things that I've started, so I recently took over this job about six months ago and I, I moved down to Indianapolis, um, just wanted to kind of be in a bit, bit more of a city, Mm um, and just commute up. But for, for most of that time there, I felt like I wasn't getting involved in the community much. And it was a couple of weeks ago, um, or kind of over the December timeframe when, um, Colonel Pemberton was, was on leave for a while. Um, Colonel Kuhn was the acting, uh, acting wing commander. And we had a good few conversations about his time with the American Red Cross um, and over the course of that, he kind of convinced me to, to be a volunteer in that. And I've, um, been doing it for a few weeks now and I'm absolutely loving it. So you did the, you did the blood drive, you, you, so yeah, up the I, blood drive. Yeah, we got the blood drive, uh, by the way, we've got another blood drive coming up on the April UTA. So please tell your friends and come on down. Um, we
0: normally don't allow people to do plugs. Yeah. But- <laughs>
2: It's different. Um, He's got an accent. But (laughs) (laughs) But for the the Red Cross, I'm on the uh, disaster response team. So it's mainly house fires. um, But we go down um, a bunch of other amazing volunteers who do way more than I do. Um, But I kind of just go down and and help out where I can with getting – whether it's getting new glasses, prescriptions, giving them uh, access for a place to stay, giving them money, giving them resources, um, putting them into the system to get them in contact with other agencies and that, um, and it's it's such a um, it, such a feel good um, activity, but also coming from a, some of the some of the worst days of these people's lives, and at the end of it, they're trying to give you a hug, um, just saying thank you so much for for what the Red Cross does. So go support the Red Cross because they're, uh, That's they're awesome. fantastic. Yeah. That's so awesome. really, really loving that. Now are
1: you also, uh, if I remember, you're doing Big Brothers, Big Sister.
2: S- Maybe. So, yeah. So uh, I still might be doing a Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Haven't, um, haven't been assigned to that yet. Um, I am teaching down in Indy. That started now. So doing a bit of teaching down there. Because you were a substitute but, teacher before. I this, was so, a yeah. substitute teacher. I did some uh, teaching of kindergartners, which was insane. Um, so they probably come home saying weird, weird words, and the family's like, what
1: kind of school are we sending you to?
2: <laughs> Getting them, get them all sorts of mixed up. Advisements. But, yeah. <laughs> mummy, <laughs> mummy, mummy, mummy.
1: <laughs> Do you, you mind if I borrow your mobile? I keep,
2: I keep thinking that uh, when, we, when we're teaching the trainees, like uh, the rank structure now, because they don't know the ranks, now, I need to start teaching it as a lieutenant, sort of like a lieutenant, Yeah, just to kind of confuse everyone we go to basic training and, but, um, but yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm finally getting a bit more involved in the community. And, uh, I think that that's a huge, huge, something that makes you feel, yeah. um, like you're moving, moving forward in life. So some people find that in, in, in churches and churches are fantastic church groups. Some people find it in just being with their family. Um, and for me, it's, it's getting involved in that, uh, in kind of any community events and stuff like that. You've got to find your reason for being here. Yeah, Josh, what are you loving
0: uh well march is right around the corner man
1: i have even got a mustache for it but i know you started robin olds right here that's so
0: that that's so when it hits march first like you've already no i'll shave it again and then go again for march (laughs) first
2: leo be happy to hear that
0: um but no i am uh i'm getting excited for march it's my favorite time of year even better than oh, oh yeah 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 we got a tournament going on Uh, There's a real good chance you won't see me on a Thursday and Friday of the first round. I stayed home for that. I got four TVs that are ready to go. And um, so I'm looking forward to that. But I think what I'm loving right now is uh, last week I had the opportunity to sit down with uh, now retired uh, Chief Bowden. And um, I I really just enjoyed just having a conversation with him. You know, I'm obviously I'm. Doing something for PA, writing a story, right? But whenever we're doing any sort of features or something, I love to just let's take an hour for the interview instead of 15 minutes. I already have it made up in my mind how the story's going to go. I just need you to say a few things. I want to sit there and get to know you. And uh, sitting sitting there with him, it was uh, it was interesting as you were talking about like, hey, I'm just going to do my you know my six years, get the college money. You know, get out. So just so you know, Chief Bowden just retired after 36 years and he didn't even plan on doing six years. He planned on doing four and bouncing. Yeah,
2: that and was me too. So many there, come in like that. Every, yeah.
0: I, don't, I don't I did know, get out.
1: I, I had a break like, in service after four. For how long? Uh, about 10 days. <laughs> yeah, right? You, imagine what
2: the Air Force could have been.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody at Grissom right now like, oh, dang, I wish <laughs> you would have stayed out. I wish you.
0: But I think that's like, that's. it seems like that's most people's stories who have been in for so long that no one necessarily came in saying like, I am absolutely doing No, we didn't come 20. in with this much
1: patriotism. Unless you came in right around 9-11, know, 9/11 right. or you came in around an event or... I, I will say there's certain people that are like, man, I watched my grandfather served and he was the greatest man I ever knew. Right. You know, or, or some my father or whatever, or my mother or my aunt or something, you know, but most people come in for a different reason. And one of the yeah. weirdest
2: things to me at the moment is that um, with the trainees that I have, about a third of them were actually born after 9-11. Yeah. We've oh, got nice 2002, drugs. 2003 babies who are, who are, who are coming in now in the same war that we're still fighting. And you're like, well, you... You don't even, you weren't even alive when the event, the event happened, the pivotal right. event. Um, and yet you're still coming in to, to fight that, uh, fight that battle. Yeah. And it was just, a a, it was a
1: different military before that. Like yep. It was just, you yeah, every job was different. It was just geared differently.
2: But,
0: uh, so having that conversation with him, and I, I think that's really, I guess maybe this, this week I've kind of just reflected on um, being able to have that opportunity with our mm-hmm. job where that is my job to sit down and get. Get to, get know, to know, know someone, Man, uh, know your story, and uh, uh, I know you didn't listen to it since you didn't know the name of the podcast before we started. <laughs> but last last month when we were talking with Colonel Wilty and I yeah. mentioned the uh, the the Tom Brady documentary. I'm talking to Chief Bowden about that, and I mentioned you know one of the one of the things that Tom Brady had said in there, and it was about um, empowering those around you. And we have sat there and talked for an hour, and he goes, "Look over your left shoulder." I look over my left shoulder. He's got a whiteboard there. And there's a quote on the whiteboard that said, um, leaders are successful, not because of their power, but because of their ability to empower. And it's like, man, would you, I just had this conversation. Did you know I was about to say that? And you wrote it on the board (laughs) or. Was it, um, was it a
2: quote from Tom Brady? It was not. Oh, right. No, because his wasn't
0: the, Brady's wasn't the exact same, but, um. I know. Now I'm rambling on about this stuff.
2: No, no, so
1: it's just about, been Tom uh, Brady is, is American stop football. It, right? Stop is it! Stop like it! it? Okay. <laughs> stop it! He played it for a little bit.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Like, how old are you? I'm a 25. Yeah, so the majority of your life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had been pre-kindergarten when he was in the started in the league. Yeah, well, or, was or still a chief, Super Bowl, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, chief. was still <laughs> <a> chief, but <laughs> yes, the rest yes, of us yes, right. not in yet. Right.
0: But I think I just I just loving the opportunity to be able to. uh, get to know people's stories like as my job, and mm-hmm. then get to craft that story in a certain way to to tell it to other people.
1: Man, it's great. It is great. And we talk about that all the time is, um, you know, I talk about Simon Sinek talks, you know, there's a whole section in the, in the bookstore on self-help, but really there should be a whole section on help others. And, and because when you help others, when you learn about others, when you learn all those stories, and that's the thing I think, biggest thing taken away from the dntf is you're going to know all these stories you know all these yes. stories and all these people that are disadvantaged that are showing up here and then those of us that have lived a pretty privileged life to say you know it's i, I joke around about that all the time is when we're you know frustrated about something i'm like man we got some serious first world problems going on here
2: yeah know, and, i i think back to my time when i was in DNTF and I was 17 years old. And like I said before, I, I came in because I was a angsty teenager who who wanted to wanted to, to just get out of his house and I was like, oh, woe is me. Yeah. Um, and at, but meeting some of some of the trainees we have now and it's not even the young trainees, it's it's the it's the ones who are 38, 39 yeah. years old who um, are coming in because they they want something different in their lives. They want to serve the country. Or even something that's
1: crazy that we take advantage of every day is like I think our Iraqi, uh, the first generation yeah. Amer- from from Iraq is her family fled Iraq because they were Christians yeah. and they were being persecuted. And and so something that we think about, you know, do I want to go to church? Yeah, you know what? It's kind of rainy or, you know, it's, we have that luxury. Yeah. They were willing to uproot their family and change countries. It's and, incredible. And probably Such face a lot of stories. things just for that freedom. And so I guess that... You know, for me, that's the biggest pieces is, is I talk about this. I gave a speech at uh, Veterans Day at my, my high school and I talked about, you know, in 2012, we watched these this group of Afghanis and they were training up these kids anywhere from about uh, 7, 11, right in there to uh, like 20 and they were training them. And they were doing physical training and they were teaching them how to read maps and they were doing all this stuff. And so as surveillance, we were watching these people. And and so we watched them and we couldn't figure out what they were training for. Like, was this like a mini training camp, terrorist training camp? You know, what was this? So they were training their kids to make this 4,000 mile trek out of Afghanistan across all these countries just to get to Europe so that their kids have a chance at freedom freedom, like just for the opportunity. So they look at this 4,000 mile journey and they say, listen, if you get sick, they're going to leave you behind and you're going to die. If you get captured or you get stopped before you get out of Afghanistan, chances are you are going to die. There's several other countries that if you get caught in there, you're going to die or you're going to become a prisoner, right? And there's all of these chances. Most of them lost some kind of digit or something like that because of frostbite and everything else crossing like three mountain ranges, all this stuff. And they're like, but it's worth it if you can experience freedom.
2: And I think, man, we take advantage of that. And don't throw away that gift that we've been given.
1: Yeah. And so I look at that and I think sometimes our first generation airmen, they'd see the gift that freedom is. And they just want to be a part of giving it to someone else. And that's the opportunity we get here as 1% of the population is we get to give the gift to say, you know what, I helped ensure that my kids... We'll have freedom, and it'd be my kids' job to help ensure that their kids enjoy this freedom. So, man, I, I appreciate what you do. I will tell you, uh, for me, uh, there there's a, a lot of things going on right now that I'm loving. My uh, we're in the middle of wrestling season, so my youngest is wrestling. Oh, the, uh, you went last night, right? Yeah, I do yeah. Last night. So he's had six matches in the last two days, and and uh, he's actually undefeated right now. In uh, he's a seventh yeah. grader, so work, it's man. not that big a deal. Yet he's um so super proud of him you know he's, he's only been wrestling for a year but he's doing well my mom is in town so uh,
2: you guys both got to be my mom earlier. Yeah, so fantastic. Um, yeah. I
1: was gonna have her come in here and let you guys ask her some questions, but uh, your mom he, is, exa- is, is exactly
2: if, if you're trying if you're at home trying to picture what Chief Chief Parks' mom looks like it's exactly what you'd picture Chief Parks' mom looks like with the the matching earrings and sweater and just fan- <laughs> a fantastic like India yeah. uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. woman yeah
1: like everything else everybody's like is he adopted <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's nothing like
1: you is he she doesn't, doesn't deny it. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah 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 she doesn't say no yeah. I
2: will tell you that she's like we don't know it was too in the 70s was a rough time for all of us but I, re- I really appreciate Chief. and that's the, yeah. um, the one thing I was going to say as well is that for anybody who is the trainees or anyone who else is listening who's, who's going to be here on a March UTA um, if you don't know what your purpose is for being here um, they're doing a, a Mentorship mingle um, that Sergeant mm-hmm. Tromba and Sergeant Motor are running over uh, over lunchtime. So there's no excuse not to go. Um, find Sergeant Tromba, Find uh, find your first sergeant. Find me. Find anybody. Um, and uh, and find, don't leave the March UTA without knowing your reason for being here. Yeah. Because um, you can look if you look back in 20 years from now, um, it's, it's some pretty incredible opportunities out there.
1: Yeah. So that's probably the thing that I'm loving the most. The reason why I'm growing this mustache really is to intimidate people because I'm going to the. <laughs> Uh, the OAY board. And so the Outstanding Airmen of the Year. And I am loving, I know that there's some thrash that goes on with putting together these packages, but we have some outstanding airmen doing outstanding things on this base. And it is just a privilege and an honor to get to go represent them, to fight with other command chiefs on why the Grissom Airmen are better than theirs. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and again, hence the mustache. Right is I will. It, I, it's, these are dirty tactics that I'm using, um, but it is. It's such an honor to get to see that and to get to be a part of that and to know that, you know, it starts with you, but it's all of our responsibility, is is to get people there and to to you know when their day when they're having an off day, it's time for us to step on and have an on day, so that they you know continue to serve alongside of us and 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 bring them along. And it with starts with that
2: first level supervisor.
1: Yep. I uh, appreciate you. Um, uh, anything, when, when people see you out marching, I would encourage you to stop and listen because they do neat little Jodies that uh, have a little bit of a British flair to them. But also, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. And I think we're going to try to get that uh, showcased in March, maybe. But if anyone's
2: uh, out there who wants to come and, and march with us, we're always looking for people um, just to uh, come, come and show them what, uh, what it's all about. March and March. So, March, eh, ah, yeah, fantastic. fantastic! March, March, think March think
1: of that. competition. Yeah. March, March. So maybe yeah. we'll do that next year. So March into March. But uh, thanks a lot. Thanks so much, Chief. All right. Hopefully you uh, saw that uh, as brilliant, and maybe you sat back and had a a glass of water or water or water, <laughs> maybe a spot of tea uh, <laughs> to go with this this podcast. So uh, amazing individual, again, just a, another one that's that's awesome. Uh, that Another person that we get to talk to that's just awesome here. One of the recaps here is just we continue to hear that we don't utilize the resources that are out there. Is there so many things that you earn by being a military member or military family? Utilize those things. It, get ready for the next opportunity. Be ready when, when something presents itself to where um, you can say yes to that. You don't have to say, well, hold on a second, let me prepare. And then somebody else is ready for the yes. So a big part of that, is, and I think Jordi talks about it there. And when we talk about finding mentors is find a good mentor, find someone who's going to give you good sage advice. If someone's telling you right now with everything that's going on, Hey, pull all your money out of the bank and, and go do something. Hey, that's probably not a good mentor. Like let's find a mentor that gets you ready for the, the next chapter in your life that gets you ready for whatever may come your way. And it's always, man, we're huge, huge it around here is let's remember why we serve and let's try to grow patriotism. And we do that by finding the value, what other th- people value We find those things, and we point them in those directions. And so let's grow some patriotism, this UTA. We look forward to seeing you out there at all these different events. Uh, As always, Josh, thanks a lot for for doing this and putting it together. And if you've got ideas or something, uh, when you see Josh and I walking around the, the commander's call or anything like that, please let us know. We're so proud to be a part of your team. Have a great UTA.